welcome to another episode of the 10 Frame Podcast for Emerging Artists. My name is Kelly Thompson, and you can find me at kellythompsonart.com or on Instagram at kellykthompsonart. Hey, I'm Kevin Kirkwood, and you can find me at kevinwillpaint.com or my Instagram handle is kevinwillpaint. 10 Frame now has a patrons page on our website where anyone can contribute to the podcast to help us cover associated costs so we can continue to share our conversations from the artistic community with you. The website is the10frame.podbean.com. Thank you in advance. That's why I wanted to speak to you. So yeah, that's easy. Just You yeah. have to keep me <laughs> on the path. path. All right. From some kind. Yeah, what's special to me, or what I'm aware of, is uh, your work ethic from the day I met you. It was over at the Bakehouse um, Art Complex down in Miami. Okay, I got you. Yeah, and you're Venezuelan. Um, your family's Venezuelan, right? Yeah. Well, no. No, where are you from? No, okay, so... Well, I know Washington State, but I thought there was... Where's home? It's, so, I don't have roots mm-hmm. it's more like wheels okay. or wings yeah so on my dad's side they are from italy mostly mostly actually my dad was born there he his first five six years of his life he was during the war so he's what got, part what uh, part of italy the very north uh the city is called trieste after the war that area got split so uh, half became italian and the other mm-hmm. half was uh Oh my God, Yugoslavia? Yeah. I'm now, I don't remember because this all changed. Mm-hmm. Get it confused. Can you get up on the mic yeah. a little bit closer? So yeah. so even his city got split up. <laughs> oh, wow. And then my mom's, my mom's side is from Spain. And even though she was born in Venezuela, she grew oh, up Oh, okay, that's where it was. I yeah. knew there was some tie to Venezuela. Yeah, there. and I was born there. Oh, okay. But blood-wise, we're just kind of a, a, a mix of things. And now... My parents and sisters ended up living in Washington State, and they're married to local boys. So now that's a new version of the family. I see. And it keeps on going. So, so when did you move from Venezuela to the States? So when I was 18, my dad, who is a mad scientist, mm-hmm. got hired to work in San Diego, California, which uh. was not a bad place to land. Let me tell you, that was pretty cool. Um, so we moved there and I started college. In San Diego? In San Diego. Oh, okay. Yeah. What, what did you study? UCSD. Uh, well, I started as a biology major. Mm-hmm. It was in the family, you know, the family business, biology, microbiology. And then, you know, I was taking just as many art classes. Yeah. Which eventually uh, led to me switching majors. So I graduated with an art degree from a highly technical, you know, highly... Uh, scientific school yeah which was kind of odd at the time right. now they have a really good art program <laughs> wow i didn't know that aspect yeah i knew that you do um like organic shapes and things with biology and nature i knew that was at the root of your a lot of your work that i've seen but i didn't know that it was because you're you're academic it, it, it definitely influenced me, yeah. you know, living in that environment where we had microscopes at home and played yeah. with that, you know, that kind of stuff. So that was pretty good. Uh, so your background is in biology? Yes. I did yeah. kicked out of high school for three days for doing special drawing. 
Okay. So I started early on. I just didn't know that was going to be my path. Yeah. <laughs> Not the dirty drawing, the, right. the art part. Uh, yeah, that's a story on its own. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we were in San Diego. I finished when I was graduating. Mm-hmm. We moved to Miami, the whole family. We traveled in a pack. <clears throat> and I stayed there for, wow, 30 some years. In San Diego? In Miami. Oh, right. After yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which is where we met. We met at the Bakehouse. Yes. I think it was Daring Art Miami or whatever it was called back in the day. Miami Design Week or something like that. What is currently Basel, but... Yeah, it was. It all got blended together. Right. So it could have been... It most likely was around that time. But we yeah. also had the gallery walk days. It could have been any of those. Yeah. Who knows? I really... It's, it's, we met it's through Regina Campbell. Or not Campbell. Durante. Uh, Gestro. Yeah. Yes, yes, Regina Jastro, who was just here, and exactly. I had dinner the last day after she came to talk to you. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so, you make I think what you've what gave you a lot of popularity or a lot of momentum was the pieces with the clothespins, and that's what seems to be working a lot for you, right? Yeah, that was a that wasn't kind of an accident, you know, but at the same time, it was part of the process. So. When I find something that I think is cool, I I keep it visible mm-hmm. in my house, in the studio. drives my wife crazy sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and if his work is going to find its way. So I used the clothespins for, to make something. It was more like a joke. It made a dress for a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was it. But a lot of people were curious about it. So I thought, oh, this might be something good, plus inexpensive material, you mm-hmm. know. So I kept it around, and it took about two years before I started making things with it. What I think is cool to me is that the technique I used for that first thing is the same technique I use today. So let's say I got lucky. It just happened. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I have all kinds of tricks now. But that, w- that became the, the, main, the most visible part, the most recognizable, the one that paid the bill the most, right. really. But on, but on the side, I also did murals and paintings and drawings so i i i don't stay in one path Mm -hmm. all the time (laughs) yeah that's the common comment that i would hear that i hear from a lot of the artists which is good staying curious and moving around and learning new things and creating a body of work from that um so the clothespins i think is the show still going on that you had recently? No, I just closed it. So, okay. What was in there and where was it? So I had three shows in a row. Mm-hmm. Well, I would call them shows. There were three ways to exhibit my work back to back for a whole month. And all of them were, were the result of my network. You know, the one that you grow through years. Mm-hmm. Friends, friends of friends, customers, clients, whatever. <clears throat> and coincided with me being on break and I was able to do it. So I did a, I did something in Bangor, Maine. Then I, did, I had a piece on Lake, uh, Lake City, South Carolina for Arts Fields, okay. which is a really fun art experience. That mm-hmm. place has got something magical going on. And I got an award and I sold the piece. So oh, nice. Yes, my wife is That's very happy. That's a big venue, right? It was, were, the photos that I saw online, you were in front of a bunch of people, at least. That So what they do really quick is, it's a genius idea. You know, this is a very small town. 
on the way to Myrtle Beach. You I don't see. even stop, really. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is this one very important person in the town who really cares and decided to, co- to make it an art venue. So what happens is this. They have about 400 artists, at least this year, and the work is shown everywhere in that small town. You could have your work in the barbershop or at the gallery or uh, anywhere. So people are forced to walk inside of every building, which creates conversations yeah, and connections, right. you know? And they treat the artists like, like royalty. It's amazing. Yeah. So I, this is my second time. Mm-hmm. Where, where, where did you show and what were you so, uh, presenting? So I show a piece that I call Coralia which is based on the idea of, you know, corals are not one large entity. It's made out of millions of small single units. Those Mm -hmm. are the corals. So I've always been fascinated by that. We think of them as, oh, look at that beautiful coral, but it's actually, you know, millions probably. So I came up with this shape, which I more or less repeat in different versions. So the piece Coralia changes. It gets bigger, it gets smaller. I, I present it different every time. So they they purchased, well, somebody purchased that piece. What's the smallest scale that it would be? And then what's the largest it's been? So there are units, you know, circular units that are about, let's say, eight inches wide. Mm-hmm. Uh, it like it looks vessel. like a basket. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like a small basket. Yeah. And they can be as large as maybe 30 inches. Okay. And it's made out of clothespins. Clothespins, they're stained, they're painted, they uh-huh. are, you know, drilled, put together with wires. And because corals come in so many different shapes and forms, then I can do anything I want. Yeah. I'm not copying them. I'm inspired by them. Right. That's my, that's my gimmick. Yeah, no. I, 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 you know, you can say whatever you want and go, well, it's not exactly a coral. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's awesome stuff. So you had the one at Art Fields? So that one. And then I had a show for a couple of weeks in Natchez, Mississippi, the oldest city on the Mississippi. Two years older than New Orleans, I learned. Oh, okay. Which is a thorn on their side, apparently. You know, you learn about the local cultures. Yeah. Uh, A really cool little town. Um, They opened their arms. I mean, it was so good. I want to go back and do maybe some mural projects on on the public schools there, maybe next year. Right. Uh, you know, I I like to go back to where I'm welcome. What was <laughs> the most memorable experience that you had in that in in that city? So in that city, ah, uh, there were quite a bit. Mostly the the fact that you get to know just about everyone quickly. I mean, thirteen thousand people is very small, at least coming from places like we have both lived. Yeah, you know, right. large. Um, I, I mean, city officials, you bump into them every two, three days. It's like, hey, you know, you feel like, hey, I know that I know the people ruling the town, you yeah, know, yeah. This, the one radio station interview me. Uh, I met people f- from a lot of places. They have river cruises that stop there. So oh, because of the Mississippi. Yeah. And by the way, the Mississippi was just magnificent. What a river. I only saw little pieces of it, but well, there's nothing little about it. <laughs> yeah. So I've never, <clears throat> I've never been. I think I-10 drives. It has to. I I drove over the Mississippi River on I-10 going to California, from from Miami to San Francisco, but I didn't stop stop and see right. it. So what? Right. 
it's just it's, vast, right? Just oh, powerful. And, and yeah, you think people will jump in and swing. No, no, no. It moves yeah, fast. Right. Entire trees go by or a you know, tugboat mm-hmm. with a barge. I've seen barges longer than than the stadium, you know, just yeah. going through. Um, and I am curious about all kinds of things. So it was, you know, sensory overload. Right. I walked every day for miles. I walked every street of the, of the town, the proper town. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's like a small version of Savannah. Okay. But untouched. You know, streets have been widened here. Uh, certain things are, have changed through the years. Mm-hmm. But there, the trees are really old. Everything is really old. The lamps in the houses are still gas, you know, gas power. Yeah. So it was a really cool trip for yeah. me. Uh, and I, I took some uh, driftwood from the Mississippi yeah, to make talk, art out of it. I want to talk a little bit about that, too. So I don't know. You have certain names for the pieces, but I can't remember. So elaborate on that. I, I think it's been a body of work that you started maybe the last within the last five years taking wood maybe i might be wrong correct me if i'm wrong but okay so um i have been using found natural materials in small scale Mm -hmm. like uh snails or seed pods and incorporate them in the work along with the clothespins and some i i even included some bark in my paintings small drawings and paintings but since i moved to savannah we got lucky to find a small house with a big yard with a lot of trees. So now I'm collecting branches and hickory nuts and all kinds of things that you find, you know, they just drop. And I've been incorporating or making new things with that. So I have a series of work now that is used in branches. I, they're supposed to be like centipedes, mm-hmm. but they are, I call them multipedes because I don't know how many feet I put on those. Yeah. And I was lucky to find about five pounds of old nails in my backyard. Somebody dropped them and never picked them up. They're like the concrete ones too, right? Uh, a those little... I purchased. Oh, okay. But nobody's using them anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. So they don't carry them at the big stores. I got lucky to find it at the restore down here, the Habitat for Humanity store. Somebody brought, I bought two 80-pound boxes. Wow. So... Same story with the clothespins. When I started using them, the last factories in the U.S. closed. Right. They knew I needed them. It's just the luck of <laughs> Yeah. So the, to, I guess to describe the pieces, I remember they're like maybe 24 inches or so. It's a piece of wood. It's driftwood uh, looking at least or fallen wood. And then you um, put the nails in the on one side of it so it's kind of their feet or their legs. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I, I take the bark off, I sand them off, I take all the bad, bad parts. Then I create, you know, I put the two sets of legs along the body mm-hmm. in the best way possible. So I get the most dramatic, you know, shape out of it. Yeah. And one by itself, it's, it's cool. But I just showed about 20 of them together. So it feels like they're all coming together and walking around. And... That's my goal, you know, repetition is my thing. Yeah. So I keep making them until I have, I don't know, whatever I have. Yeah. And the more the better. That's my attitude. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I don't know if I was recording when I mentioned this, but your work ethic is something that's always been inspiring to me. And that's, 
uh, and then I'm saying this because a few months back you made a post on Instagram saying that, you know, even in, in slow times, you got to make work or something like that. And you were just sitting there drilling the clothespin after clothespin after clothespin, you know, just making one stack that wasn't drilled or pre-drilled to the bigger stack. You're just making big rocks into smaller rocks, essentially, but you, you have a process that you're working yeah. on and you're making, yeah. you're, you're waiting for the next wave and you're just... That's the way I interpret it. I might be wrong. But. No, you're, you're pretty close. So, you know, as you get older, you get smarter, hopefully. Yeah. You know? Um, and also, my whole entire uh, professional life changed when I met my wife. Uh, I was always working and trying, but I needed I needed that yeah. to keep me more... Uh, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it was the best combination, the best team possible. So... I learned, especially now that I have a job, that during break times is great, right? But when I am working on the job, I'm, I can't easily switch back and forth. You know, if I spend the whole day working, the last thing I want is to sit down and go, oh, art. Yeah. Is Even though I work, my work is about art. Mm -hmm. So I figure that if I can get an hour of prep work, just a little bit day by day. Do you just, know, yeah. the, I know that I use parts. Mm -hmm. So I can do parts. It doesn't, it's not a creative process. It's, that's the mechanical part of it. So next thing you know, every few days, you actually have a lot of things. You're, you're giving yourself a surplus of tools for the next available yes. opportunity. Yes. And one thing that happened with these shows, um, I had about three weeks to, to get ready and go. Mm-hmm. I had several pieces that were, let's say, halfway done because they had begun during times where I couldn't hyper-focus on them. So all I did was finishing work, and it was so good because that's the best part Yeah. when you're done with something. Yeah. You know, the idea is great. The end is great. In between, ah, it's yeah. work. <laughs> right, right. You know, so, so it's good to have, and we just talked about that earlier today, don't apply to one thing. You apply multiple things. You need things to overlap. Yeah, we were talking about different um, Applying grants, to grants. Yeah, or opportunities for funding. And um, yeah, just keep, you have to do multiple things. It's like fishing, right? You you know, more lines in the water trying to. It's, it's, a, it's a bad feeling. And I'm always, I'm a happy person. Don't hate me for it. I'm just always in fairly good mood, yeah. mostly. My wife may disagree, but it's true. <laughs> but there is nothing worse than coming to a stop and then having to start again. It's frustrating. I've seen people quit their art business, right. you know. But if you always have a little something going on, even if it's just a test, an experiment, it keeps it keeps you going. And then when something comes along... You don't have to start from scratch. You are, you have a regular, you know, you're working regularly, whether it's for a purpose or not. Mm -hmm. It's good to have always something gone, even if it's just sketching or drawing. I don't do that much of that, but I do know people that in between projects, they stay busy doing so. Right. So I guess after a while, you don't think of it as a, as a task. It becomes second nature, and that's what I tell the young artists: make it second nature. 
the making of the art, the, do it all the time. Do it well, do it terribly, but always have something going. It, yeah. it, it keeps me sane, it keeps me happy, and once in a while it pays a couple of extra bills. Right, so you can't go. beat that. <laughs> nice. Let's see. Another interesting thing that I am aware of about you is you were able to get um, a house uh, just west of Savannah um, in Garden City, and that's where your studio is based out of. And I always, you know, it's kind of a romantic idea. The artist and has his house and then a detached structure that he's able to produce work in. Can you talk a little bit about that space? Yes. Well, um, one thing I learned was, you know, I was the kind of person that, oh, I, I will work where I live and that's great. And, you know, but the day I got my first studio that was not at home, I st produced so much more work. I realized how different it is to go someplace to work. You know, nowadays, it doesn't matter as much because I've already have, like you said, a work ethic, a routine, yeah. a, a need to do these things. But when we found this place, the house is simple. It's a small house from, you know, old house. But the backyard, it's my magical. wife and I saw it and we were not even ready to buy the house. Yeah. Then we did some magical things and yeah. made it happen. So the house had a like a shack in the back made out of plywood, old, had been had had termites in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, the realtors never went in there. Well, they they owned the house for about so the flipper, yeah, you know the person that flipped the house. Right. It was a combination with the realtor. They never went in, but it was more expensive to take it down than selling it the house with it. And they were embarrassed about it. And I walked in and I go, oh. I love it. And they look in my eyes and they go, we knew there had to be a crazy person out yeah. there. What the hell is this guy thinking? So I bought some old windows for $5 a piece and got my saw. I needed a window. I cut a hole. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. So everything in there, I put it together. It's, it's humble and it's messy. But that's that's what I do. I do sculptures, yeah. so it's perfect. No, and, I love uh, it. And it's I... not in the house. I have to walk, yep. you know, like forty feet to it. That makes a difference. It's I am going to work. Mm -hmm. I don't have internet in there, mm -hmm. so that helps a lot. Yeah, you make more work, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I really appreciate it. And you have one of your murals on the outside on the of side it. of it. Yeah, that's you and your wife, right? That was the, the pandemic gift. Yeah, we got the news. Stay yeah. home, and like, okay, there is a wall there. Let's do a mural. And it is a self-portrait uh, based on Grant Wood's uh, American Gothic. So it's the same version, but I sub you know substituted the the couple with me and my wife yeah. and the three cats, my turtle, some of the birds and the trees. Uh, made it my own. What kind of turtle? So I have an. Uh, I guess the name is an American wood turtle. A friend got it by accident, thinking it was a not a, like a classic turtle you buy at the mall, but it wasn't. Uh -huh. uh, so it, it, we couldn't release it in South Florida. Mm -hmm. So I eventually I adopted it quickly, and I said, you know, I'll take care of it. And now she's twenty six. Wow, I didn't. I, I was assuming that you were saying some like, oh, you just got it from the mall or whatever. 20, well, what? the the person that got it got it from the mall. Oh, at wow. least that's the story I yeah. got. And within a year or so, I said, you know, I'll, I'll take care of it. And it's been with me forever. 
last millennia. <laughs> yeah, and she might be around even longer. Yeah. She has a, you know, she's happy. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. What I always ask everybody, what kind of music do you listen to? Uh, flexible. Yeah. Very flexible. So, yeah. Like your um, go-to. What's what's the working music right now? Listen, my car is old. I only have a radio. Yeah. So that cuts your choices here. Especially in Savannah in versus Savannah, Miami. Very few, yeah, very few choices. But uh, funny, if at home we play WVUM a lot, yeah. the University of Miami radio station, because uh-huh. they also have a variety. You know, they go back different styles. Yeah. So yeah, no, I don't have a particular. No. No. When you're working, what do you what do you do? Nothing? Again, I don't have internet in there. Wow. So it's, just, it's quiet. And even if I play music while I work, I don't, I'm not listening to it. Mm-hmm. I never wore headphones or earbuds. It's never been my thing. I'm perfectly fine with my silence. That you know? is special. Yeah, I think I mean, so. But not everybody's the same. So we, we've had um, 20 people or so on the podcast. It's a new podcast, but we've had about 20 people. And always somebody... There's always, I listen to blah, blah, blah. I listen to podcasts. One person was watching TV, you know. But Or I I like a little bit of silence, you know, the the balance of both noise and no noise. But you're the first person to say, nada, <laughs> nothing. I just, I mean, if it's there, it's there. But one thing I should say is that for a few years, I painted live in a very busy restaurant on the weekends. In Miami? Yeah. Where at? Uh, Cafe Tutu Tango. Yeah. I didn't know of that one, but there's one in Orlando. Orlando, and there is uh, Atlanta, there's one. Okay. Yeah. It's the same same company. Mm-hmm. The, the owner changed, but it was it's still the same company. Yeah. So you learn to tune things out. Because in a place like that, you will have a performer... dancers happy people or a celebrity walks in and you just kind of mind your business you know and then you do your thing what would you paint there oh terrible paintings was it portraits or just the environment whatever wine glass or anything i I will i sold so many bad paintings Mm -hmm. i mean they were funny a lot of funny stuff maybe Mm -hmm. like cartoony okay. you know sometimes a landscape the light was terrible right. people were bumping into you but the experience yeah, made me a great i mean very strong as like confident about being out there like i don't care if somebody's watching me yeah i don't it's fine you know maybe very like a superman or something yeah. <laughs> it was canvas right oil and can or acrylic probably on canvas I, yeah oil was too, too much of a trouble yeah. i did a lot of acrylic in there right on yeah, that was. I got some stories. It was amazing. <laughs> Do you ever um, travel outside of work, or are there places that you would like to in the future? Uh, well, most of the travel I do is because of work. Yeah, you know, um, my budget never allows for like luxurious vacations. Mm. Also, my whole family lives in one place, mm. so I usually go there yeah. during free time. Luckily, it's a beautiful state. Washington State is. I mean, drop that beautiful. So, but I've, I've been to a lot of places doing projects for interior designers or something, you know, two week projects, three weeks gigs. Yeah. So, did a job in Spain, a couple in the Caribbean, a lot of places in the United States. So, I got a little bit of traveling in there, you know. 
Nice. Um, is there stuff that you want to talk about? Um, no, this is, this is good with me jumping around back and forth, you know. Okay. But it, when people ask me, then I remember things that I don't think about. Yeah. And it makes me kind of happy. Or, hey, I okay. remember that, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's... I have had a humble but fun career. Yeah. And one of the reasons is... I usually say yes before I think about things, you know. Oh, I'll do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I need in terms of I need, work. Or like, yeah, I need. I'll 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 paint that. For example, I mean. Whew. So the museum, the art museum in Fort Lauderdale, which is the NSU museum now, they have three large murals on the outside. They hire artists that don't paint murals to do murals. A. It's the art world. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to question it. Yeah. So they knew me, so they called me, and I painted two of the three, which is great. But one of them was 60 feet high by like 120 feet wide. Yeah. I mean, I had to be on that boom lift, like, for are hours. You, are you afraid of heights or no? Um, I'm very respectful. <laughs> and the first day you spend on a boom lift that high, you're terrified, no yeah. matter what. I, I was sweating. I never let go of the railing. Mm. And then two, three days into it, you're okay. But I'd rather not do it. Right, yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is that years later, they called me to redo one of those, the one I didn't do. So again, this was done with scaffolding and a boom lift. The lift, wow. So, hey, when it's done, it feels great. Right. But you question yourself. Mm -hmm. How long can I keep doing these really crazy jobs? Yeah. <laughs> But hey, it's uh, it's you know you can sit there waiting for that million dollar sale, or you can just do stuff. Just work. I am yeah. an artist and I make things and I will do it and I I'll say yes and when I'm all in the older people home, I'll be the one with the smile, remembering all my adventures and looking at my scars. No, I get it. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, where would you want to travel if 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 you had your way. Well, I definitely would like to see a couple of places in Italy, not just because my dad is from there, but, yeah. you know, the Renaissance, and, yeah. you know, nor, uh, maybe, you know, uh, anything that has to do with the Renaissance, in fact, it's, it's attractive to me, mm -hmm. but I also like really old things, so it could be anywhere. But What about anywhere? Venezuela? No, 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 I'm not going back. No, yeah. I'm not giving a one cent to it. that stolen government <laughs> down there. Uh yeah, it's terrible. It's sad. It. sad, sad, sad. Or maybe other places in South America or the Caribbean, other places. That oh, the, I mean, I have had the chance to work in the Bahamas and the people that I met, not in the main islands, I worked in a little couple of smaller islands, blew my mind. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. So nice. So I would like to go back there. But yeah, anywhere in the Caribbean, <clears throat> there's something magical about it. Maybe because I was born there. Like mm -hmm. one, I spent one day in Haiti, and it blew my mind. It smelled like the place I lived in for eighteen years. Yeah. You know, Venezuela. It was the plants, the trees. What part? Uh, it was a one of the places where the cruise ship lands. Oh, gotcha. So it was. I didn't. I couldn't say I was in Haiti. Yeah. You know, but the nature was, and I explored I that it. area. Uh, Labadee School. Oh, I was in Duverge, or Duverge, I guess it's spelled that. Of It's in D in the Dominican Republic, but it's right on the border on of the Haiti border. and DR. Um, that was nice, yeah. 
And that culture, I mean, I had, I knew so many people in Miami from Haiti. You know, we yeah. had Little Haiti. I did a mural in Little Haiti. Did you? Okay. <laughs> right on. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm flexible. Listen, you take me, uh, there is a chance. I'll, I'll try to go. That's okay. Would you ever move back to Miami? Well, I mean, uh, no, would you want to move back? I guess no, not. Would you no, ever? listen, I, not because there is something wrong with it. Mm. It's just that I already have my phone. Yeah. I already did all that I wanted to do, and now it's different. I am. I don't belong anymore. Just five years out. Yeah. I don't recognize the the. Brickle. Yeah, and on a personal note, I was just living angry the last few years. It's too much. It's congested and angry. Just just, just rough. Yeah. Just rough. It yeah. wasn't good for my for my my uh, good general good spirit. Yeah. But that was just me. You know, the place is it's amazing, obviously, but. No, I'm ready. I'm I'm good with my backyard or something quiet like this. Yeah, there's two things. One is, um, I was born in South Florida in Homestead. Right. So, I never really noticed it until recently when I go back there. Um, putting all the rat race aside, when I go back there, there's just this energy. Like if I'm at the beach, if my feet are in the sand, looking oh, at the yeah. water, it's like. The smells, and maybe that's yeah, kind of what you're yeah, speaking yeah, about yeah. in Haiti, yeah. like just the smell and the food, the culture, the music, the, the I don't know. Well, I'll still so, go back. I still go back. Yeah. My mother-in-law is there. I All my business background is from there, so it yeah. will have projects to do down the road. You know, it does happen. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I'm not going back. But live there, I, I probably, I mean... If I win billions of dollars in the lottery, then I can set myself up pretty nicely in have a way that I will do it. <laughs> like a house in on Stiltsville or something? You know, like a 20-foot wall or something, you know? <laughs> Did you ever go to Stiltsville out there? I've seen it okay, from yeah, the yeah, distance, yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah. And my wife spent a lot of years as a, as a teenager in the Keys. Yeah. So we, when we go, we, we have like a, a closet that we can stay at. It's a tiny, tiny... Mm -hmm. underneath a house that belongs to her mom, a yeah. place we can go. Uh, and before I moved here, I started doing, you know, some kayaking and exploring the the nature side of the Keys. Mm -hmm. And it's completely different. So if I, if you have a boat, that's a whole nother world. So <laughs> there's this, um, there's a guy, a local artist named Chris Pontello. And I know that he also... Uh, works uh, he does kayak work um he's a guide on a on one of the rivers outside of savannah and you might be interested in doing this not maybe not as a guide but just traveling with him throughout where he's going with their kayaks i have not done that around here and i so want to i have a canoe and haven't yeah. used it yet well he i was asking him you know what about the mosquitoes and all these things that we're in Savannah, you know, at my house, um, you probably are the same. There's mosquitoes. They pick you up. It depends you where you live. Oh, okay. The closer you are to a marsh, the yeah, worse it gets. Oh, well, see, mine is, I have two huge oak trees and they just, the leaves drop. Yeah. I'm not diligent about getting them up or making sure the gutters are clean and stuff like that. I get massive uh mosquito population mm. but he was telling me at the river or the creeks that he's going down on the kayak that the acidity or the something to do with the bark or the 
the, the natural environment, the ecosystem there, the mosquitoes don't uh, well, live there. Or they don't they move don't, in water. Yeah, right, right. You right. will not have them, right? But the leaves just adjacent to it, I was yeah. thinking. We get a two months out of the year, which usually when I am at work, where it's bad. Yeah. So that's when I focus on other things, you know, fix the website or yeah. stuff like that. What is like the that. website? Oh my, well, it's not great, but it's my name, jerrysteca.com. It's G-E-R-R-Y. G-E-R-R-Y-S-T-E-C-C-A. And that's, what's your IG account? My name. Okay. So when I was in Miami, I had a lot of uh, younger graffiti artists in the area that we became friends. So I learned from the youth about um, uh, branding, self-promotion. You know, they they were the masters of this. Yeah. And they will come to me with, you know, hey, how, what kind of paint do I use for this? Or how do I put a scaffolding together? I saw one of them on top of a scaffolding, and it, had mi- it was missing, like, so many of the brackets. He thought they were extra. Saved his life, pretty much. Yeah. And so they got me going with the website and just used my name. Yep. Some people are terrified. Oh, I don't want the government to find me. If you're an artist, you that have to That is Miami. Your- right there. <sighs> You have to put yourself out there. So yeah. listen, nobody's going to knock on my door saying, excuse me, are you an artist? Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way. So you have to take your chances and just put the name out there. And that's what I do. I use my name. And I had people find me after like 30 years. Is this painting yours? I bought this from that restaurant, right? That yeah. I told you. And I go, that's me. I'm still here, you know. So Get yeah, I use my name there. for everything. Yeah. Which is not my real name. My name is Gerardo, but... Nobody calls me that. <laughs> so nice. it yeah. turned into Jerry a long time ago. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I've kind of covered all the questions, like the boilerplate ones that I normally ask. Um, what's next? Or do you have anything cooking right now? Well, uh, I just I just went through a run of madness. Yeah. All self-supported by me and my wife and... You know, I did installations. I took it down. I loaded my old van. That van is so good. I got it from a good friend of mine. Thank you, Ray. <laughs> uh, it's 1997, and I just went to Mississippi and back. Yeah. Um, so it was no, kicking around in Miami too. No. Huh? You had that down south. That came too. from there. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I'll keep an eye on applying for things. You know, I keep. I just. I just put the make a note of it and then deadlines pass. Mm-hmm. And that's a terrible thing. You know, if you like something you think is interesting, do the application on the spot. Right. You know, don't wait. Whether it's a grant, a competition, or just a show or a group show, whatever it is, it's so easy to miss the deadlines. I am so good at missing the deadlines. There is one here at Sulphur Studios that uh-huh. I think I have a perfect pitch for it. And the deadline is coming, the deadline is coming, and I haven't done it, so maybe yeah. today I should go home and just do it. You know? When you do it, that's your homework tonight. Yeah. yeah. So um, so specific goals, not, but always open to doing things. I keep making th- stuff in the meantime, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm thankful that you spent some time with me. Um, there's normally two of us. There's Kelly Thompson. He's also an artist at SCAD. But um, thanks for always being available. You always, you know, comment or question, you know, 
my work. You always comment on stuff and um yeah, thanks. For, no, thank for you for uh, shaking the memory tree. Yeah, it's always good to do these things, and uh, good luck to you as well. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you would like to have anybody interviewed, or if you have any questions or comments, please hit us up on Instagram at the Ten Frame. <laughs>